Please listen carefully. Hey, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Laura Farley. And I'm Kate Orslan. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, Kate. Hey, Laura. How's it going? Good. So I have a funny story to tell you. I was on a walking tour of Old Town, Alexandria, Virginia recently. And do you know where the origin of the phrase best foot forward comes from? That I do not. I'm guessing you know, though. I do. I found out and I think it's really kind of fun. So back in the day when men wore stockings and knee breeches. Stop. Yep. So a man would put his best foot forward in a way to display his calf muscles as a way to show that he was physically fit and a fine specimen as a way to attract a woman and so calf he, muscles. he would know whether his right foot uh, whether his right calf or his left calf was his better one and then he would make sure to put the best foot forward when he was going to bow to a woman that he was attracted to do you think he'd do like specialized calf exercises i i don't know i really don't know interesting what if he didn't know which one was better i'm assuming you got some input from some people <laughs> So as we enter into the holiday season with Thanksgiving is just next week, we thought it would be a great time to remind realtors about going above and beyond the code of ethics and specifically looking into the pathways to professionalism, or now I'd like to call it putting your best foot forward. Way to bring it back. So all realtors pledge to abide by the code of ethics of the National Association of Realtors, or NAR as we often abbreviate it. The code sets forth the obligations of a realtor to his or her clients and customers, to members of the public, and to one another. Local associations of realtors are responsible for enforcing the code of ethics. So basically, if someone wants to file a complaint, it's going to be through the local association. The code of ethics and the corresponding standards of practice establish these kind of objective, enforceable standards governing professional conduct of realtors, basically creating this kind of minimum competency but it doesn't address really issues of courtesy or etiquette. In this industry, with the collaborative nature of real estate, we know that common polite behavior can go far both with your clients and customers and, of course, with other realtors. Absolutely. So there are some really simple ways to help enhance your business by putting, you guessed it, your best foot forward. We know the real estate industry can be very competitive and that you have a hectic and demanding schedule, but ultimately, it's the code of ethics and then these pathways to professionalism that can really set you apart and help you create a welcoming community for realtors that everyone is going to want to work with. There are three areas of the pathways to professionalism as established by NAR. The first is respect for the public. The second is respect for property. And the third is respect for peers. We're going to discuss each area, but just so you know, the full document with all of this information is available on NAR's website. So to start you off with respect for public, um, respect for public involves treating members of the public in a polite and considerate way, primarily following the golden rule, you know, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. As with all of these pathways to professionalism, the guidelines are generally pretty obvious when you read them, but you do have to be in the mindset when you're out practicing to make sure you're following them. Right. You want to make sure you're stopping to think about it because... In today's hectic society, it's really easy to forget about just being nice to each other. I mean, you know, everyone's always rushing around, rushing around, rushing around. And usually your first reaction is when you get cut off is to be mad. And I mean, Kate, when you and I went out to lunch earlier and somebody wouldn't let you get over 
you said, well, gee, look at that. They got one car ahead of me. What's the big deal? Well, then they ended up getting through the light that we got stopped at. So, so in that case, it probably kind of worked out for them. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's, that's kind of everybody's natural reaction is a lot of times. So some of the courtesies that are in the respect for the public section, the first is to never criticize the property in the presence of the occupant. I mean, just think about it. If it's your house and you've put so much love and effort into it, you don't want to hear somebody bad mouthing it just Absolutely. because their taste is different than yours. The second is that if the occupants are home during a showing, you want to make sure you've asked their permission before using the telephone. Although I don't know how many. I don't have a telephone in my I, house. I, I'm, I'm thinking fewer and fewer people have, <laughs> have house phones at home. Um, and most people have a cell phone, so they would use their own phone. And you also want to make sure you ask their permission before using the bathroom. Absolutely. Uh, the third thing is that you want to be aware of and respect cultural differences. So, you know, there are some cultures where you take your shoes off before you enter a house. And so you'd obviously want to respect things like that. The fourth is to be aware of and meet all deadlines. If you're supposed to be somewhere at a specific time, you should really do everything you can to, to be there on time. Obviously, circumstances arise that you can't always control. The fifth one is that you promise only promise what you can deliver and then keep your promises. And the final one is do not tell people what you think. Tell them what you know. Absolutely. Um, I think those are just some really great general guidelines. And of course, in the Pathways to Professionalism, there's actually a longer list regarding respect for the public. These are just a sampling of some ones that we wanted to highlight. But um, the list is actually has other courtesies that you should be extending to, um, you know, in general to the public. Right. And these are aspirational. These are things that, you know, may not always be possible, but you certainly want to do your best to achieve them. Sure. So the next area is respect for property. And respect for property involves being considerate to the homeowners of the property that you enter by respecting both their real and personal property. Some of the guidelines in this section are, first of all, to be responsible for everyone that you allow to enter into the listed property. If they're young children, you want to make sure that you kind of help keep them corralled so they don't run right. around and possibly damage something. Breaking things. Right. And I mean, that's just the nature of kids. Kids sometimes. The second one is that you never allow buyers to enter into a listed property unaccompanied. This would actually be a violation of the Virginia regulations if the homeowner did not provide authorization to do this. It could also be a violation of your local MLS or lockbox rules. So you want to make sure that you're very aware of it. So it's this one may actually go beyond just a respect thing into an actual violation. Right. The third is that when the occupant is absent, leave the property as you found it. If the lights were off, turn them off. If the heating or air conditioning or drapes were in a particular setting or position, make sure you put them back. If you think that something's amiss, such as vandalism, or you get there and a door is unlocked or open and you don't think it should be, you want to contact the listing broker immediately because it's possible that the person before you didn't follow these common courtesy things and they left the house in, a, in an unsecure way. And so you want to make sure by contacting the listing broker to say, hey, was this door supposed to be unlocked or was that an accident? Right. And, and that can also just speak to general safety um, procedures you want to be following. And, and the fourth one is that you want to be considerate of the seller's property. Do not allow anyone to eat or drink, smoke, dispose of trash, use bathing or sleeping facilities, or bring pets. Now I'm going to say bring pets. Pet. Very pet. deliberately pets. Right. If somebody has an assistance animal, obviously, then that would be allowed. Leave the house as you found it unless instructed otherwise. 
I mean, part of these are just considerations for, that, you know, logically follow from making sure you don't allow unauthorized access to property or go beyond the scope of access that's been granted to you by the homeowner. And, you know, it's it's really important to always remember those limitations placed on your showings by the owner of the property. If the owner's not allowing something, don't do it. Right. Just respect that. I respect mean, respect their property. Just like you would want somebody to respect your home, you want to respect theirs. And even if their rules are different than yours, you want to respect what their rules are. Mm -hmm. So now we're going to talk about respect for peers, which is the final section. And this involves professional courtesies. Some of the guidelines in this section are... So first is respond to other agents' calls, faxes, or emails promptly and courteously. This isn't a requirement of the pathways, but uh, make sure you do have a voicemail box and that it's not always full. That's one thing I hear from agents so frequently is that they get frustrated when they try and reach out to an agent on the other side of a transaction and either they don't have a voicemail set up or their mailbox is full so it's impossible to leave a message. So just keep that cleared out. Notify the listing broker if there appears to be inaccurate information on the listing. Reach out. Ask them a question. You don't have to be accusatory or tell them, hey, this is totally wrong. You can say, hey, I was looking at your listing. I'm wondering if this is accurate. Could you fill me in on anything? Avoid the inappropriate use of endearments or other denigrating language. You know, remember even otherwise endearing terms, you know, sweetie, sweetheart, dear can be inappropriate. You know, we are in the South where those terms can be popular, but just know that people may not appreciate that even if you mean it in a nice way, it may not be, it's certainly not a, a term that connotates professionalism and always respect. Right. And Kate, I that's something that I had to learn very quickly. I, I was so used to being in the DC suburbs and north where people don't, they're not, they don't use terms like that. And so, you know, when I started working with realtors that were in the southern part of Virginia, and I was called things like sweetheart or dear or things like that, it was not intended to be talking down to me or in any way diminishing who I was or, you know, my authority as an attorney. That was their way of saying, we think you're fantastic. We're glad you're part of our community now. And it was a very difficult mindset for me to get into. And I knew that they didn't mean anything by it. They weren't trying to be rude. But you may not have somebody who's familiar with those types of... Especially if they're moving from, you know, out of state into Virginia. Or out of the country. Especially that. And we all know what it means when you say bless your heart. So that would not be an endearing term, but certainly something that right. should be avoided. <laughs> you know, moving on, do not prospect at other realtors, open houses or similar events. And finally, you know, real estate really is the reputation business. So what you do today may affect your reputation and business for years to come, especially in small communities where everyone knows everyone. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Laura, let's move on to my favorite segment and take it to the legal hotline. Mine too. I love this. <laughs> uh, the cooperating realtor I'm working with is rude on the phone, and I do not think that she adheres to the pathways to professionalism. Can I file an ethics complaint against her? Well, you can't. Remember that the pathways to professionalism are above and beyond the code of ethics. These are aspirational goals that realtors are encouraged to, to follow, but it's not mandatory. You may only file an ethics complaint if the realtor violates one of the 17 articles of the Code of Ethics, which she has pledged to follow. Kate, the agents in my office do not want to adhere to the pathways to professionalism. What enforcement mechanisms do I have as the broker? As you know, Laura just talked about, there's really not enforcement mechanisms for not following the pathways to professionalism. Um, you know, you can require all agents to follow the policies you 
set forth in your policies and procedures manual, and of course they must abide by the Realtor Code of Ethics and the Virginia Rules and Regulations. So for our final question, Laura, if I follow the Pathways to Professionalism, will I ever be in violation of the Code of Ethics? Well, Kate, the Pathways of Professionalism do go above and beyond the Code of Ethics, but to say that following the Pathways of Professionalism means that you will never be in violation of the Code of Ethics is a false equivalent. It, may, it can certainly mean that you're going to be a lot less likely to violate certain articles of the Code of Ethics, but because the Code of Ethics governs a wide range of activities and behaviors, it's not correct that the Pathways to Professionalism guidelines will absolve you of any Code of Ethics problems. So while you could follow them, it's possible that maybe you still violated Article 9 because you failed to get everything in writing. So just keep in mind there are certain things that you could do. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about some ways that you can limit your risk. The pathways to professionalism can certainly help you limit your risk. Chances are that if you are going above and beyond the requirements of the code of ethics, you're going to be a lot less likely to be subject to the ethics violations. And sometimes even if you inadvertently violate something, if you have been courteous and working well with the other realtor, they may be a lot more likely to call and say, hey, maybe you didn't realize. Give you a heads up and help you correct the behavior Right. rather than filing a complaint against you. Right. If it's been a very adversarial relationship so far, they may be a lot more inclined to go straight to filing an ethics complaint as opposed to trying to work with you to correct something. However, it's very important to remember that the difference between the rules and regulations of Virginia, the Code of Ethics, and the Pathways to Professionalism. You know, as, as we were saying, the Pathways to Professionalism are really great guidelines and professional courtesies, but are not a requirement under the law or the Code of Ethics. So you also want to make sure you're not discriminating against those agents who are not going above and beyond. Right. Um, the code of ethics is typically viewed as going above and beyond the requirements of the law, just as the pathways to professionalism go above and beyond the code of ethics. And But remember that by using these guidelines, you can help enhance your business and foster better relations with your customers, clients, and peers in the realtor community. Thank you for joining us. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have new episodes and rate us. Remember that members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. Although the members of this podcast are attorneys, the legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is a general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2017. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.